and How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I, I'm David. I'm Natalie. Nat- <laughs> gotcha. The, gotcha good. <laughs> this is already the podcast equivalent of like, okay, now let's do a silly one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How, how are you? Oh, feeling silly. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're feeling real, real silly. Um, we just got done watching. Uh, uh, well, we got done watching a very silly episode of How I Met Your Mother, yeah. but also kind of a big episode in its own way. Yeah. Um, but we also watched a very big episode of Friends. Yes. If you're not, if you're new to the format of this show, we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother every week. You know, in concurrence. Um, and then we compare and contrast and discuss and all sorts of things Go like that. Go on a bunch of wild tangents. Yeah, absolutely, we do that. Uh, so today we're on season three, episode 16 of both shows. Um, uh, season three, episode 16 of Friends is called The One with the Morning After, right? Mm-hmm. And season three, episode 16 of How I Met Your Mother is called Sandcastles in the Sand. Mm-hmm. Or should I say, Sandcastles in the Sand. Right? Yeah. Um, but we'll, we're going to put a pin in sandcastles in the sand. Okay. Um, it's, like, it's like trying to find a pin in a sandcastle. That's the common saying that everyone knows. And we're going to talk instead about Friends, Season 3, Episode 16, The One with the Morning After. We actually get it kind of, I, I, I'm kind of breaking format a little bit because it starts, the episode starts with the next morning. Yeah, I threw you off. Because I, I'm realizing now that this was meant to air. Immediately following, like, a previously on Friends. Mm, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Sense, yeah. So it would have ended with the event and then immediately cut to yeah. the next morning. Yeah. Um, but it was weird. So it's it's weird to jump into just that title card. Right. Or it's not a title card. It's it's the title over a shot of, like, the Hudson Bay in morning. And there's, like, yeah. sunrise glow over the water. It was, like, very... It felt like a different show. Except that yeah. it was, like, Friends-ish, like, Well, when font. we got the To Be Continued... What was that? Was was that over black or was that over picture? I think it was over black. Okay, yeah. I could be wrong. Sorry, um, Monica's blending up some some breakfast in the in in the blender. Um, she, smoothies. Uh, yeah, she finds out from Rachel that 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 they broke up and and uh, there's a funny gag where the blender with the lid off sprays. Smoothie all over, including on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Smoothie on the ceiling. Um, meanwhile, Ross wakes up and he's clearly hungover. He like immediately wakes up and then was like, "Oh!" and pulls the cover over his head and tries to go back to sleep. But then, what? Chloe's in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, in a towel, like she's clearly taking a shower. She's really like made the place her own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and and Ross sits back up. So then we get. After the opening titles, we cut to Ross, like, taking some aspirin or whatever for his head, and that's when he gets the voicemail that, that, that Rachel let, I guess we don't say voicemail, it's a message. Message, yeah. Yeah. Ross gets the message. Message For the on first his... time in his life, Ross gets the yeah, message. Yeah, really. On his answering <laughs> machine. Yeah, he's listening on his answering machine, and there's a, it's a funny bit of him, like, reacting as if she's talking, yeah. you know, which I have totally done. By the way, like yeah. listening to a podcast or listening to a voicemail or something, I've been like, yeah. Totally. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love you too. <laughs> yeah. So he's like reacting and then she says, I'm going to swing by on my way to work tomorrow morning. I'll be there around 8.30. And then Ross realizes, it's 8.30 now and Chloe's still here. Yeah. Um, and he has a little like panicky uh, uh, freak out. My favorite, my one of my favorite things in this whole episode is that he tells Chloe what's going on and Chloe's happy for him. She's so supportive. I, I love it. I, I love, love it. how like uninhibited she is. Like she yeah. just like, oh, I'm gonna, like we had sex last night. Great. I feel great. I'm going to take a shower. I'm fine. Oh, you want to get back together with your girlfriend? Great. Let that's, me sneak out. I'm going to help you. Um, but then she does something that's not so chill that you'll get to. Um, oh, because she tells... Her coworker, yeah, yeah, like immediately. Yeah, we'll 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 get to that. We'll get to that. Um, uh, but I I just love the guy. I, I like I like Chloe and realize like Chloe is too cool for she's too cool. everyone in the yeah. show. <laughs> she's just cooler than them all. Uh, so now Monica's um mopping the ceiling to clean up the the banana. Uh, when Phoebe comes over and Phoebe's like, "Hey, you had a package or whatever," and it turns out Monica had ordered some 
uh, leg hair or hair wax, like mm-hmm. um, uh, that she saw, like an in- infomercial, infomercial for. It's called yeah. Waxine. Yeah. And by, Phoebe's by like Fabutech. <laughs> Phoebe's also familiar with this. They're very excited about it. I love that this is like a pretty heavy episode. Yeah. And the counterbalance is a very silly like B plot. I love that. Yeah. Um, so they're uh, going to wax their legs. Um, they're very excited about it. Um, meanwhile, Ross is across the hall and he, he's telling Chandler and Joey what happened. And they're um, like telling him to lie uh, about. I mean, they're what saying, happened? like, it'll hurt her if she knows, don't tell her. But, yeah, I guess. What do telling... you think? I mean, my opinion is colored by what happens later in the episode, but. Um, yeah, I think you have to be honest. Um, but, like, I mean, we'll talk about the way that she does find out. But had he, like, sat her down and said, like, we... I want to repair this relationship, but we have to talk about, mm-hmm. I have to be totally honest with you because I want our relationship to be strong and I can't keep this from, you know, like yeah. if he approached it that way, yeah. I think it would have softened the blow. Yeah, you're probably right. And she maybe would have like said like, I need to think about this. You know, I think she, it would be like a more mature conversation, but that's not good sitcom. And also neither of them is that mature. I know we, we like, rag on Ross a lot. Yeah. Because he has <laughs> he has fewer excuses to be immature, you yeah. know? He's basically just we've seen that he's been spoiled by his parents his entire life. And but so is Rachel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um she uh but it's a different kind of spoiled. She's been what's what I'm looking for? Limited Coddled. by her her parents. Yeah. You know, whereas Ross had was given every 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 opportunity and mm-hmm. continues to be given every opportunity. Yeah. Um and, and is kind of soft because of it. Yeah. Whereas they're both, I, I feel like they're both immature and this episode is kind of aware of that. And, and, um, it's, it's, the episode is very, uh, um, very character focused, mm-hmm. especially their, their storyline. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, and then, so then Chandler does like the six degrees of separation of like, how does, how would Rachel know Chloe? And yeah. which I feel is like very like it's kind of a stretch that like I don't know. There's a lot of people who live in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like this community all yeah. seem to know each other. Yeah. Um well I, I think it's probably within the same like few blocks. It's like within the same neighborhood. So it would make sense if all of their places yeah. of work are in the same. They're all going to Central Perk for their coffee. Yeah. They're all going to the massage place for you know like it but remind me okay so chloe chloe's co-worker isaac whom we mm-hmm. met last week his roommate sis, oh his roommate works is with jasmine e. yeah um played by cynthia man we've met her before and we meet mm-hmm. her again and then so that's what Chandler's like oh no so, maybe that's his sister and then her roommate is gunther that's right yeah. yes so it's isaac's sister is jasmine yeah and so that's what Chandler's thinking. Like, yeah. Jasmine's going to tell Phoebe, and Phoebe's going to tell yeah. Rachel, but then it turns out that Jasmine's brother is Gunther. Yes. How has that never come up before that Phoebe's like, oh, Gunther, I work with your sister every day. It's, I don't know, it's strange. Yeah, no, it is. Um, so, yeah. Or maybe it has. We only see w- 22 m- it, minutes of their lives every week. <laughs> was it Joey or Chandler who said, like, cover your tracks? Uh, it was... It was Joey who said, okay, like, because he's the trail. had experience having yeah. to cover up the trail because he's a cheater. He's a known yeah. cheater. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we get that. So, well, first, we, we do see uh, Monica and Phoebe waxing their legs, which is very painful. And they get to do some, like, fun uh, physical comedy with that. Uh, and then, yeah, Ross running to, running around to all the different people uh, we met, including Cynthia Mann, um, is the actress who plays uh, Jasmine. She's been on the show before. Um, and then we find out, yeah, he doesn't make it to Gunther in time. Gunther, of course, being Gunther, told Rachel immediately. Yeah, he's a saboteur. Um, uh, yeah, then meanwhile, back in the corny uh, or the silly or subplot, um, Monica and Phoebe are yelling so, yelling so much about the pain of the wax that Joey and Chandler think they're in trouble and, like, storm in to try and... With, like, pots and pans. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that in Funniest Moments, by the way. Okay. Um... But, uh, yeah, th- but this is, like, a very clever... I talked about how this is, like, this very silly 
storyline, mm-hmm. the waxing thing, but it's actually a clever way to get to what is the definition of the second half of the episode, which mm-hmm. is Ross and Rachel fighting in the living room, mm-hmm. while the other four or are hiding in Monica's bedroom. Cordoned into the room because they can't emerge. Like, the damage is already done. They yeah. can't emerge now. Yeah, so they spend the entire night uh, in the room, and, and we get to cut back and forth. It's a very clever way of getting this to happen, and of tempering the very like emotional dramatic stuff that's going on with Ross and Rachel with having the sort of goofball Greek chorus uh, commenting on it all um, uh, so I think in the argument mm-hmm. I think this is why this is such a good episode Is be- I mentioned before that it's character based and it's also like you don't as a viewer, you don't have to pick a side. In a sense, they're both kind of right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Ross yeah. fully thought that they were broken up and didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Yeah. Rachel, meanwhile, you can't blame her for being hurt or devastated, is the term that Ross uses or yeah. whatever. Like, you, you can't blame her because she didn't think they were broken up yeah. at the time. So I love that this is such a character-based mm-hmm. thing. It's not like a pick a side type of it's very much sitcom argument like this also speaks to just what uh, how good these actors are at yeah. their craft yeah like the scene where they're both crying they're both crying about their relationship falling apart mm-hmm. and they're both sad for different reasons and it the sadness at some point overtakes their anger and they're both i think just completely devastated yeah about it um, and I like I buy that this argument goes on all night. All night. Uh, do, it reminded you, me. Go ahead. I was gonna say like young relationships, like the fights used to go. I used to yeah pull all nighters with exes, you yeah, know, absolutely. like in high school. And then the next day, my friends would be like, "Oh, I I know what happened," because my eyes would be all like puffy and red. Like I know that look. Yeah. You know, you were yeah. up all night crying and fighting. Well, that's. It reminds me of. Uh, Meadow and Finn on Sopranos. There's an episode where they spend the entire night yeah. fighting, and Meadow yeah. keeps coming back to it's like, "You got school. out a suitcase." It's very yeah. high school. But um, but I always, for the same reason you were talking about, I always very much related to that Meadow and Finn fight because I've been in those kind of all night yeah. arguments with yeah. young younger. Yeah, and uh, it does. Uh, it starts off angry, and then it just becomes so sad where you cry and cry mm-hmm. and cry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and then have to go to school the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, um, uh, meanwhile, the, yeah, the, the, the gang are all listening. We, part of how we show the passage of time is, of course, another World Trade Center Towers yeah. uh, interstitial. Yeah. It's always, always jars me. Um, uh, Rachel orders a pizza, which Joey is like uh, uh, upset about. Because he's hungry and he can't leave the room, and he like tries to like mentally will her to get olives on the pizza. She doesn't. She mm-hmm. just, despite Ross, gets um, extra anchovies, yeah. and then asks specifically that they chop up some anchovies well. and mix them into. The- okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, so while they're talking about the food they're going to eat out there in the room, <laughs> they're literally eating the, the wax. wax because not it's- the used wax, right? But the organic. Right. Wax. Yeah, because Chandler makes a joke like, yeah, food with hair in it. And yeah. they're like, oh, we won't use the one from the strips. We'll use the fresh one. Because Phoebe says it's organic, as if yeah. organic means edible. Yeah. But I like that like Chandler makes fun of it, but then later we get the cut to them all just sitting in the bed. Eating. And he's got like the tongue depressor thing, yeah. the wax applicator thing yeah. in his mouth. Um, uh, they're eating the, 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 the wax. And I will say, I guess, I guess we should assume people who are listening, know what happens in the episode. Mm-hmm. It it got me. Yeah. Because maybe, you know, because I think about, I was thinking of Meadow and Finn. Their all-night argument ends in a marriage proposal, mm-hmm. you know? So when Phoebe's like, they're going to get through this, aren't they? I thought to myself, yeah, of course they are. If they, if they weren't, they wouldn't still be fighting. Because, right. like, they're clearly so invested in each other. They, they, they clearly want this to... to to work or else they wouldn't spend so long working on it. So I really right. thought that the episode was going to end with them reconciling. That's what I thought at yeah. this point. Um, Rachel does not, uh, little uh, spoiler, she does not 
easily get over this. Okay. Um, um, also, well, okay. during the fight, I thought, you know, like, Ross, of course, upset me a lot. But the fact that he threw his other friends under the bus, too, during this fight, when he said, well, Joey and Chandler told me to lie about it. So, like, not only is she, is Rachel, like, losing her partner, but also, like, kind of her friends, too. Because, like, what insult to injury? Like, salt on a wound. Well, I'm assuming, given, given this show's history, it's assumed that when these two break up, the gals will stay with the gals and the guys will stay with the guys. <laughs> That's just the nature of the show, right? Yeah. Uh, so then, as you mentioned, they both break down crying, and this is the moment that I thought it was going to happen, but then they break up. Um, and I have to say, I understand, like I said, I fully understand Rachel uh, and how upset she is, but also when she says something like, this has changed the way I see you forever. And I feel like that's, like you were talking about this being a younger person's type of fight, that's immaturity speaking. The idea that you think that how you feel in that moment is how you're always going to feel. I I, I feel like, I'm not saying she should have forgiven him right away, but I think making that statement, like this has changed things forever, is immature. And I think with experience, you come to realize, like, who knows how I'll feel in a week. But that when you're so like enveloped in it, you're going to speak out of emotion and like pure pain. You're not always like thinking Uh, when you're younger. I I feel like as you, as you get older, you, I I mean, even our fights, I mean, we're so mature. Our fights are very (laughs) logical and well, no, I I mean, we all say things in the heat of the moment that we don't mean. Okay. Right. I don't think I ever have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then there's a tag at the end where, they finally they they realize Ross has left and Rachel's fallen asleep on the couch so they all they all leave and and um, Joey really has to pee which mm-hmm. uh, I felt bad for all of them yeah. they were like hungry and they had to pee it's terrible yeah terrible. I feel like at the beginning they could have exited <laughs> yeah but once they were but yeah then committed, they wouldn't they have yeah. a funny show too bad they don't have Lillian Marshall's uh, uh, apartment that apparently has. Um, uh, multiple sty- uh, fire escapes. Yeah. Do you have any other stray observations or should we move on to funniest moments? I had a few. Okay, good, good. Um, one was, did you notice above the bedroom door where the the rest of the gang are all hiding out, It's there's like an open window. Yeah. So... That's how they're listening, right? No, they're putting their they're listen. The they're pretending to listen through the door. But really, they're hearing. And then they're talking in normal voices. So you'd think that Ross and Rachel. This is just something that, like, I go ahead. They could have like closed easily. Just closed that little window. Would have made noise though. No, I mean the producer. <laughs> like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 As far yeah, that's the, true. The set. That's true. They designer. didn't need to be up against the wall. They could have like. Just listen through they the vent or whatever. They could have like, this is how we're hearing. Yeah, like an open window. Yeah. As far as, like, the state, the whispers, like, to me, that's just, like, suspension of disbelief. We're watching yeah, of a course, play, of course, or essentially. Of it's yeah. just something that I noticed. Also, you know, I think anyone knows that if you pull hair from your body, it's going to hurt, no matter what. Like, there's no... But vaccine was promising a pain-free <laughs> method. I know, but for them being so, like... I don't know, just like shocked by how much it hurt. Yeah. Was surprising to me. And also the sound effect was good of it like ripping. Yeah. That sounded accurate. But then there was no redness <laughs> at all. And right. I know that that would have been hard to do. They could have put makeup under those strips but to make it look red. Th- there was no redness whatsoever. Yeah, there true. was no swelling. There was no redness. Uh, anyway. I've never been waxed. I might do it. Uh, yeah, it's very unpleasant i might do it say. bikini wax is well i'm not gonna do that rough yeah i've had it once and that's the end of that never again um do you remember um the very first season of america's next top model when no they I didn't watch it. oh okay they um one of the late challenges was they um had to get uh, Brazilians and the um, yeah, the, the Christian girl wouldn't do it, and she like ended up getting voted off. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to my worst enemy. Okay. Um. All right. So should we move on to funniest moments? 
Yes. Uh, so my first one is because uh, I talked about how much I love Chloe being like supportive. Mm-hmm. So when Rachel shows up, Chloe doesn't get out in time, so she's hiding behind the door. And so when Rachel says, yes, I want to get back together with you, <laughs> Chloe just gives a big thumbs up from behind the door. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Um, Chloe's co-worker, Isaac, yeah. um, he had a funny, like, kind of throwaway line that I thought was really funny when he said, um, monogamy is too cruel a rule. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my other one, I teased this. When Joey and uh, Chandler come uh, bursting in with, like you said, pots and pans, yeah. Chandler specifically has a teapot, which he's not wielding like he's going to use it as a cudgel. He's got the vent open and he's holding it like he's going to pour it on someone. Oh, like it's already hot? <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess that was the idea. Was Did he had he a hot... waited for it to boil? <laughs> like Mr. Burns? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, or he was in the middle of making tea when it happened, but he's holding it open like he's going to pour hot water on somebody. And then there's a funny bit that, like, when he realizes everything's okay, he, like, lets go of the clasp and the little, like, teapot closes. That's very funny. I didn't didn't even notice. There was so much going on in that scene. Yeah. Um, I also have, um, okay, when they're they're fighting, we talked about it before, and she's ordering the pizza. And Ross is like, oh, I'm hungry, too. Can I have some pizza? And she, like, begrudgingly says, like, fine. And he says, uh, just no anchovies. And she's like, extra anchovies. And then she's like, you know what? Can you just... Well, because he says, it's okay. I'll pick them off. Yeah. And then she said, can you just chop it up into little pieces and put it in the sauce? Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Like, when she's angry, she's very funny. Like, yeah. the thing last week about the... Um, no one brings a basket to a to a place of business. Unless you're a... Park ranger. Park ranger. Yeah. But she's um, angry, yeah. but manages to be hilarious. Now, you're obviously not an anchovies fan, because you don't even eat fish no. at all. No. Um, I like anchovies. Mm-hmm. Um, My mom does, too. I was going to say, it's yeah. one of the things... Your mom and I have certain things in common. Yeah. We both like anchovies. We both, when we go to sushi, we yeah. both order unagi. They're all fish-related. Yeah. We guess you just like, we have the same taste in fish. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Yeah, I should... Uh, well, I don't know. I don't get the because when we got when we get your parents like a bagel platter, they like 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 white fish. They like locks. Oh, I like locks, but don't they also? Have, didn't we also get them the like white fish one once? I can't remember. Well, they like a spread, you know, yeah. and usually there's like a few different Could, types of. For backstory, this has been a thing Smoked like fish. during COVID, which is still 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 going still, on. Yeah. We've occasionally like to celebrate. You know, birthdays or Father's even on Christmas Day. at yeah. one point, um, or, or Hanukkah, I should say, we would pick up a bagel platter and share it on their outside, like, back patio. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I feel like we got them, like, a... Because isn't, like, Brent's has, like, it's like a two-fish platter and you mm-hmm. pick, so I feel yeah. like it was, like, lox and whitefish or something like that. Yeah, I never know what to order. Um, Brent's, by the way, under... If you don't... If you're not from Los Angeles, you probably heard of, like, like Cantor's, yeah. right? That's the one you've heard of... You know, maybe maybe Langer's is another yeah. one that people have heard of, but I feel Canters, like... Canter's, everyone knows. That's the first one I said. Oh, you... Yeah. Okay, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Canter's Green, is like... Greenblatt's, that closed down a long that time That closed, ago. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, low-key, two locations in the valley, uh, Brent's Delicatessen is my personal favorite Jewish deli in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and I like that your parents even have a favorite location among the two, mm-hmm. which they're... They're wrong about it. They're both good. Yeah. But they're like, no, only the North Ridge one. North Ridge one yeah. is good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I don't agree, but I love having that kind of allegiance. Yeah. Um, should we move on to Friends, but make it fashion? Yes. So there's not a lot, because this is an ep- this is like an all-in-one-day episode. Yeah. So everyone's wearing the same thing the entire mm-hmm. time. But I do like Monica's like super cash at-home look. The sweatshirt? For- She's wearing an oversized sweatshirt, like not a hooded sweatshirt, a non-hooded sweatshirt yeah. that just says girls, girls. which I, I love. It. I wrote that down. And then too. she's, I guess to keep her hair out of the way while she's making smoothies, she has a backwards New York Knicks cap. Yeah. She's real cash. Love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, real very like cash New Yorker. Yeah. Um, what do you have? Well, I had the girl sweatshirt and then I also liked um Isaac's 70s shirt. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah very 90s too. Like yeah. I, you can you can picture like, like a 90s version of the 70s. Yeah, like like the stuff pre pre Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. Yeah. Billy Corgan was always yes. in like polyester paisley yeah. butterfly collar, collar type thick, of thick thick collar. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Kind, that kind of stuff. Um 
Yeah, yeah, very, very nineties. Uh, and then my other one uh, is uh, Ross's corduroy pea coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. worn that before, right? I think I'm glad you said that because I thought so, but I didn't yeah. want to say. Yeah, okay. Um, should we move on to what's under the umbrella for this episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you go first this time. Um, so we always talk about like creepy, like incestual type jokes between um, oh, Ross right. and Rachel, and there was a joke um, at the beginning when. Rachel comes home and she said, oh, like, how was your anniversary dinner at the restaurant or whatever? And she's like, oh, we never made it to the restaurant. And Monica's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, way to, way to bang my brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only one I, I have is, of course, Gunther's crush on Rachel um, isn't just incidental at this point. It actually plays a, yeah. a part in the plot. Yeah, and then also, like, we've talked about um, catchphrases and the absence of catchphrases. Um, but if... Monica has one. It's I know, <laughs> and she did that. Wait, when did she do it? Um, when Phoebe and her are getting like excited about the hairless. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's true. Like she has I know, and I feel like Phoebe has. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's Phoebe's like big reaction to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, well, should we take a quick break then? Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we've taken a quick break, and we are back to talk about Season 3, Episode 16 of How I Met Your Mother. This episode is called Sandcastles in the Sand. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so we're all at um, McLaren's, and Robin just looks absurd. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she looked nice. No, she looked like a Real Housewives of Orange County in the late 90s. Like, her outfit is absurd. I mean, it's just like that, like cleavage window thing right yeah but the material okay with the sparkles and like there's a pendant in the middle somehow yeah and her hair is all done it's shoot i thought it was like not as bad as they usually dress robin oh i thought it was really bad okay um but then we get some scenes of um we get a reminder about uh robin sparkles yeah and how she's a um canadian teen uh pop star yeah one hit wonder. One hit wonder. Or so we or thought. Or so we thought. We're led to believe. Um, so. But there's a reason she's dressed up, right? She's dressed up because she, her old uh, high school flame named Simon, played mm-hmm. by James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Um, is coming into town and she's still kind of harboring some feelings for him. And we learned, sadly, that she was broken up with at one of uh, his band, um, wait, don't tell me, the Foreskins? Yeah. (laughs) At their gig. And she had to, like, break down all the band equipment and, like, load up his van for him and get broken up with. While he's just sitting there drinking a beer. While he's drinking a beer. He breaks up with her for a woman named Louise. Louise Walsh. Louise Walsh. (laughs) And... um, yeah, she she tells she tells the gang, and um, they feel bad. But then, since he's in town, she's like, "I can't wait to see him." He yeah. walks in, and he's like as schlubby as they come. Yeah, thinning hair. Thinning hair. He has like a beer gut. Yeah, um, not very attractive at all. And Robin still is like swooning, and the rest of the gang is like, "He's a loser." Are you <laughs> yeah. seeing what we're seeing? Yeah. And then, to make matters worse, he's even like an asshole too. So he sits down with the gang. And they're all trying to ask him questions and trying to be diplomatic, but he keeps coming up with just, like, rude, idiotic things to say. Yeah. So they're all thinking, like, oh, certainly she can't still be into him. Yeah. But she is. Um, so, yeah, he's he's a loser. He works at a water park. His lame band is still playing. Um, he still lives in Ottawa. Yeah. 
Technically, yeah. I think Robin says he manage, He works at a water park outside Ottawa. I almost said manages. He doesn't manage. Yeah. He's the guy who tells the kids when it's okay to go down the slide. Yeah, so he's saving lives. <laughs> um, and then she says she met him because he was in her music video. And Barney says, wait a second, I've watched that video a thousand times, yeah. and he's not in it. Uh, and then we learn that there's another video. Do you think that's hidden? It's he, he can't find it. He's scoured the internet. He's trying to find it. There's a tape that Robin has. Yeah. Uh, Barney, having watched Let's Go to the Mall a thousand times, is like framed as it's because he finds it so funny. No. But really, it's because he loves Robin. He's obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talk about the concept of revert, reverting back to a <laughs> past self. And we call it revertigo, which is Marsha funny. calls it revertigo. No yeah. one else likes it, but I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think it's like a perfect word for what it is. Yeah. Um, reverting back. And then um, we get um, a description of what is my least favorite part of the whole episode. Oof. In fact, it makes me, it was so cringe, as the kids would say, that like, I almost had to look away. Like it, it was so uncomfortable. And this is basically Lily, like behavioral version of blackface. It's like code switching. Because she has a black friend. She has and a when black they're around friend. Yeah. Each other. She Lily like puts on a black scent. Yes. Yeah. It's offensive. It's awful. It's not even just an accent. It's it's everything. You know, she turns into some something that she's not, and then yeah. we learn that even Michelle is like, "Yeah, Lily has always done no, this." But she's a, Michelle says, "I do it too when Lily's around." I do it too when Lily's yeah. around, but but I think when you're the way you're framing it is like our like more woke looking back on it at the time, like right. we realized that like what's her name, Michelle? Michelle. Michelle is like she's the one being like pigeonholed mm-hmm. here, and yeah. she's. And, like, the reason she does it is to kind of, like, not rock the boat. Right. We see that. I don't think the show sees that in 2007. Right. But that is code switching. So she's code switching between, like, who she yeah. she's a psych major. She You know, yeah, like, yeah. she just is cha- – whatever. But, um, I, like, I've, like um, to um, overgeneralize, we do know that of the – gang um lily's the one who's like she's not from the suburbs Mm -hmm. so i i buy that she grew up in neighborhoods where that kind of uh uh african-american vernacular english was Mm -hmm. was spoken that she would have friends yeah yeah i I buy that she would have that it doesn't make it any less uncomfortable yeah it's uncomfortable to see um so then uh we are back at Robin's apartment and Simon shows up and agrees to give her a second chance. Um, but what he, so he, get, he wants to take her out on a date. Um, but what happens is he wants to get, he knows that she's, he thinks she has a TV show. She's a news anchor. Right. Um, and he wants to give her right. his band's demo. Yeah. Called Murder Train, which is played hilariously over like... <laughs> we'll get to it later. Oh, okay. Um, so she goes to another band practice, and um, he breaks up with her again. Even though it's like, does he break up with her? They just went on one date. It's not like they were an yeah. item. Yeah. But yeah. that's the story that she tells. That he broke up with her again. Um Oh, I'm sorry. I missed a whole phase. So oh, even okay. before the second date, Robin goes to McLaren's and like tells them that she's like going to go on a second date with him. And they're all saying that they're worried about her. And then Lily and Marshall play mom and dad. Yeah. This is what happens in the story. I, know. I, know. I can't leave out whole. You're right. You can't. You can't. Okay. Let's I'll move on then, I guess. <laughs> um, God forbid. So uh, Robin's heartbroken, and then it's, you know, she drinks away her sorrows at McLaren's. Everyone leaves. She's left at the bar by herself. And then Barney comes in. Mm-hmm. She's crying. Um, he He's trying to comfort her in his own way. And then she invites him back. She invites him back to her apartment and, like, whispers something in his ear. So we're all thinking, like, she wants some, like, sad 
pity sex yeah. with Barney. Yeah. But what she really says is, I'll show you the music video. Yeah. So they go back to her apartment. They watch the music video. Multiple laugh times. about multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> um, the music video is is funny, but I think it's like trying too hard to be funny. And it's just, it's something I don't like about sitcoms is going back to the well. It's, it's like, going back to the oh, well over and over People really responded yes. to the Robin Sparkles video. Yeah. Let's, Let's make again. it more absurd. Let's like really lean into it. Yeah. Um, we're going to put Tiffany, teen star Tiffany in the video. Yeah. We're going to put Alan Thicke Thicke in the video. Just make it very Canadian. Very, very Canadian. We're going to, the lyrics are going to be just absurd beyond belief. Yeah. There's the the, robot. It's a little too proud of itself. Yes. Like having lyrics about her being on the pill is like, okay, this is no longer like believable within the world. This is like a sketch. This is a sketch. Which I understand that that's like how many mothers sometimes... Is larger than life, but it's it's not as funny as yeah. let's go to the mall because it's trying to be. Yeah, it's sort of like I, I know um, you and I are both big fans of um, what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. FX is what we do in the shadows, mm-hmm. and you see, you hear like or see like fans online be like, "Are they going to bring back Jackie Daytona this episode?" Do you remember the 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 episode where <laughs> Matt Barry's character like goes and starts a new life mm-hmm. as a small town bar owner mm-hmm. and and sponsor of the girls volleyball team. Yeah. Jackie Daytona. Yeah. It's one of the best episodes the show's ever done. Yeah. And that's but when people are like, I hope they bring back Jackie Daytona this season. And I'm like, I hope they don't. Like they couldn't they're not going to do any better. Right. And I feel like that's the same thing here. Like you yeah. like let's go to the mall was hilarious. Right. You're not going to make that right. again. This was like Tim and Eric, you know, yeah. it was just but not even good Tim and Eric. Not like even a, like good. Like a wannabe Tim and Eric. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they're watching it over and over again, and then eventually they start making out, yeah. and the episode ends. That's how the episode ends. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Uh, I don't think you missed anything plot wise. I had some other stray obser- observations. Um, um, just a couple. Uh, this was. Do you remember this time when I feel like? People were realizing that James Vanderbeek could be funny. Because mm-hmm. remember, there was also um, didn't he play himself on "Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23? Yeah, he was like her neighbor, and he was like a ridiculous version of himself. Yeah. So I feel like he went through that kind of weirdly like like um, uh, <laughs> Mark Paul Gosling. No. <laughs> Uh, I'm drawing a blank on who plays Barney. What's his name? Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Like Neil Patrick Harris playing a version of himself in Harold and Kumar. Yes. Like I feel like James Vanderbeek went through this time, this in the uh, in the aughts and in early 2010s. Where it was like, and he is he is very funny. Like his whole thing in the episode about what he does at work. Like, uh, okay, go. Uh, okay, go. And then, like, trying to teach Ted how to do it and being like, no, the kid just died. Now Robin's got some news to report. Yeah. My friend Ted killed a bunch yeah. of kids. That was really funny. That was funny. I think with the James Vanderbeek, like, so in Dawson's Creek, he plays a very, like, emotional, earnest, thoughtful teen. And then he, like, after that, he was in Rules of Attraction where he's, like, a rapist. And it right? feels like that thing and that, that a lot of like teen stars do. Stunt of like, casting, yeah, almost yeah, like, oh, yeah. let's like really turn this. Yeah, or like Sabrina being in Maxim. What was her? Uh, yeah. I'm forgetting her name. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. I could picture her. Yeah. She was also on... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is wrong with my brain today? Mine, too. And she's in... Um, uh, isn't she in Can't Hardly Wait? She's yeah. the girl who wants she's everybody to sign her, yeah. sign her yearbook. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's uh, Joe... Something Joan? Oh my god. Yeah, it's three names. Okay, okay, okay. Joan is correct for the th- second one. Oh, it's Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. I'm sorry, listeners, because I'm sure Ooh. you were screaming it at your Ooh. at your zooms. Um uh, another thing I wanted to mention, I guess you did technically leave out a very brief because you mentioned like you mentioned Lily's revertigo, very problematic, uh, painful to watch, cringy revertigo. Oh. There was also Ted's, Ted's bro, his his high school friend Punchy, yeah, uh, played by Chris Romano, who's an actor and writer, and actually was a writer and co executive producer oh. on How I Met Your Mother. Um, but I bring that up because um, Punchy and Simon and Alan Thicke will all return to How I Met Your Mother oh, at some okay. point. Okay, so yeah, he's, um, and I like Punchy. He's a he's a funny character, and yeah. I, Chris Romano is a funny actor. Okay. 
Um, but that was it. If you want to move on to funniest moments. Okay. Um, when they, <laughs> when the gang were all like giving Robin a hard time about being Canadian and like losing her virginity, like I forget who says, "Did you take your maple leaf?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when he broke up with you, he said, "I'm just not that into it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I liked actually that this was one of mine. I like because he like does the fast forward thing and then someone does one and. Um, and uh, and Ted goes something about fur trapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, uh, I also do. You have any more? Because I have more. Um, let's see. I have um, funniest moments. Yeah, fur trapping. Um, well, no, I have fashion. Okay. Well, I have other funniest moments. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, both of which have already been teased. There's the um, murder train song by the Foreskins playing oh, over, over the, the footage of puppies that are up for adoption, um, and uh, and then there's uh, yeah Lily and Marshall behaving as if they're Robin's parents, trying to like we forbid you to see this boy. And then like they get so into it that Lily's like, "Have you been drinking?" And then Robin's like. Yeah, yeah, we all you got the you got the last round. I think so that um, that that scene was really funny and yeah, even funnier I thought was like Ted just sitting there and letting this all play out. Yeah, he just thought it was funny. saying yeah. anything or doing yeah. anything. Uh, okay, so now we're on to fashion. Make it fashion. Um, which I have almost I have one thing for that isn't really fashion just notable. Uh, I thought it was funny that Robin was really impressed with Simon's hard rock t-shirts <laughs> because I had I had a few hard rock t-shirts well i uh, i didn't have any hard rock t-shirts i had a hard rock pin that my my uh, okay I, I i can't remember if this is exactly right because i was very young but one year my parents i can't remember they left us with our grandma or something and they went to chicago for a long weekend for their anniversary and i think they went to the hard rock in chicago and brought me back a little pin because at that time see you grew up near Los Angeles, you already oh, yeah. always had everything. At the time, there wasn't a hard rock in St. Louis. There eventually was at Union Station. Um, but it was a, it seemed like a cool thing that it had a pin that said, like, Hard Rock Chicago or whatever. Um, I'm trying to think, though, how many hard rocks have you actually been to? I think I went to the St. Louis one at Union Station. That might be it. I've been to a lot of them. I've never been to the one at Hollywood and Highland here. Uh, I've been to that one. I've been to the one at the... Um there wasn't one in Beverly Hills. There might have been at one point. Okay, I've been to that one. Because there's that whole to... restaurant row on La Cienega that isn't... Now it's like there's only a few restaurants left. But there was a time... Yeah. Like in the I 90s when there. I first moved I out there here. Was there was one like, by the Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah, that, that row. The, there was yeah. a, a Benihana and a Lowry's and there's the Stinking Rose that yes. we like. And... One of the best days of my life was going up that elevator at the at the Beverly Center and then going to Hard Rock. Yeah. Um, have you been, I haven't been to the Beverly Center in... Over a decade. It's completely, like, redone. Yeah. I drive by it all the time because yeah, I, I work in Beverly either. Hills, but, yeah. Do, do, I also have been to the Hard Rock in Miami. Okay. Uh, I think Orlando. Wow. Uh, You're a veteran. Maui. Wow. Yeah. Wow. My parents are very, like, into that. Like, they're just, like, classic boomers. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever go to a Planet Hollywood? Yeah. I don't remember where. Oh, I went to one Planet Hollywood. Do you know where? Vegas? Paris. Oh, wait. <laughs> In the year 2000. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, all right. Uh, what else? do? Where were we? Oh, my make it fat. I only have, did you have any more? Uh, I had one. No. And this is Oh, not, I already talked about the Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah, you did talk about that, um, which I didn't think was that bad. I could, it seemed like a, I don't know. Maybe I was just like stunned by the cleavage. <laughs> Um, it wasn't even good cleavage and she makes a big like thing out of saying like all this like tape and like padding and to make him look great yeah and i feel like i'm allowed to talk about breasts in ways that you're yeah that i wouldn't dare but i didn't think they looked great okay uh so you know when watching friends whenever the i can't help but mention when we see the world trade center because it's just so jarring to me the, not nearly on that level, but the other version of that is whenever Ted is wearing Cleveland Indians stuff. Oh, yes. Because, I noticed that, too. I, I forgot to mention Because it. they've not only have they retired that mascot, yes. they're no longer called that anymore. Yes. They're the, the Guardians, the Cleveland yes. Guardians. Yes. So that's, 
again, not nearly on the same level as 9-11, but still, like, the thing that jars me when yeah. I watch that is is seeing the Cleveland Indians logo. Yeah. Because, I mean, I understand that's a part of his character. He's from the Cleveland area. Right. Uh, he and his dad, Michael Gross, but how are did big we, like, Indians fans. not know how offensive that... I mean, I'm sure a lot of people did, but, oh, like, how... I, Literally a couple mornings ago on my walk, I saw someone in our neighborhood wearing a old school Cleveland Indians baseball cap. Yeah. There, I mean, there are people who are still incensed that the Washington Redskins changed their name. You know? Oh my gosh. Well, did you hear about, I mean, similarly but differently, um, did we talk about the Cracker Barrel offering uh, like a vegan sausage? And like, and people the, just like. I, I try not to like, because that could be just the internet like elevating. A handful of idiots, you know. I don't think there was really like an outcry. Yeah, there was just the type of people who would comment on the fucking Cracker Barrel's Facebook page. Yeah, were but the worst people are often the loudest. Yeah, exactly. And there's yeah. probably not that many of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay, that's it. I had it for for fashion. Then, so should we move on to what's under the umbrella? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, well, I start on the on oh, the How I Met Your Mother ones. Uh, this I, it almost doesn't count. Because it's actually just like flashbacks of stuff we've seen before, but we get reminders of Robin being a cigar loving gun nut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a running thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. Um also um Lily saying Louise so and so is that's a whore's name. <laughs> They're always like slut shaming and using yeah. like offensive language. And I think the writers think it's funny for Alice and Hannigan right. because of like that's all been her whole, because that was her whole thing in American Pie, too, right? That she's mm-hmm. like, she seems meek and mousy, and then she says, you know, I stuck a flute in my pussy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also people know her as Willow Rosenberg from right. Buffy, whose whole thing was uh, Right, so they just want mousy. her to say whore? Yeah, I think that, that, that... Or to be spicy every once in a while. Yeah, I think the writers just think it's funny to make Alison Hannigan say stuff like that. Okay. Um, um, also, oh, go, do you have one, another one? Uh, uh, just... Uh, I'll run through a few that we've already mentioned, and then I'll save my last one for, for the end. But like I said, Simon, Punchy, Alan Thick, we're going to see them all again. Um, we saw the robot again. We saw the robot again. <laughs> and also we got, like, the you and I have been talking. I mean, I've been teasing, and you've been picking up on the Robin and Barney thing yeah. forever now. It finally happens. Yeah. Well, this was such a dream come true for Barney because not only did he get to make out with Robin, he also got to step in on her being vulnerable, which is like his whole... It's his playbook. Ideal. You know, like this is... I do think that he felt bad when she was crying and, you know... Yeah. Well, I don't think that he comforted her because he was trying to pick up on her because I think he... Unlike the other women that he right. hunts down, he sees Robin as a person yeah. and he cares about her. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing about Barney. That's his like saving grace. I mean, he's obviously a monster, but he has picked these four people in his life and then also his brother. And he has said, I care about these people. Yeah. And he actually shows up and cares about them. Yeah. That's his That's his one redeeming quality yeah. is that he cares about a few people. Yeah. Um, the last thing that seems like a running thing, the, the the kind of joke of Robin not being able to see Simon the way everyone else does was similar to the conceit of um, one of the best episodes of the season so far, spoiler alert, where like everyone has an annoying thing that the person who loves them is like blind to, but yeah. then once they see it, they can't unsee it. Yeah. So it seems like a running thing, the idea of, of people not being able to see uh, people the way that everyone else does yeah. because they're blinded by a certain, by, yeah. by love, yeah. you know? I wonder if it would have been more effective if we saw what Robin saw. That would have been funnier too. Yeah. If he had, if we'd also seen like the hunky version. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been funnier and more effective. You're yeah. right. Um, what about, what about, uh, similarities, similarities and differences? I've okay. got a couple. Me too. Um, friends crying. Okay. Cause Robin's crying yeah. and then Ross and Rachel are yeah. crying. Uh, well, we got breakups in both. Yeah. You know, Ross and Rachel break up, and <laughs> Simon and Robin break up, quote unquote, twice. twice yeah. Um, yeah. There's also a reference of putting it in. in I both. have that too. Yeah. yeah. They both use the term put it, put in. it in to refer to a sexual to, act. To sex. Because yeah. Rachel say, you know, when, when Ross says it's an accident, Rachel says, did you uh, not Where need... did you mean to put it in her purse? Yeah. 
Um, and then Phoebe goes, where did he put it? Which yeah. is like weirdly like naive for Phoebe. Yeah. Um, but maybe she's just in denial. And then how was it used in this? I don't, I was just going to ask you also. Cause it was, I guess it wasn't in a joke. Was it in the music video? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. It was there. Yeah. Listeners. I'm trying to think because like the whole thing is Robin and Simon never had sex. So was it, is that what they're talking about? Like them not putting it in? I can't remember how maybe, it came up. Maybe. Um All right, well let's uh let's play let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one, friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's this isn't that week how I met your mother episode, but it has the going back to the well. Yeah. It has the terrible the, black scent thing. The cringe. And also this isn't a but I guess what I'm saying is this isn't an, ep- an, 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 uh, an example of, like, How I Met Your Mother blew it. Friends won. Friends was the better episode yeah. this week. Not yeah. that they were in competition there with There was another, also but... some cringe on Friends that I didn't bring up. Um, when isn't there? Yeah. I mean, when Ross was, like, pawing at Rachel, who was just, like, like uh, she wasn't responding to it, it grossed me out in a way that. He's like grabbing her arm and then he yeah. kneels and he's like hugging her waist yeah. and, and she's just standing there. He was like trying to kiss her. He was like pawing at her and she's just like a statue, like not responding yeah. at all. Yeah. And yeah. he keeps going back to it and it creeps me out. Yeah. It's very Ross. Yeah. He's like, I can I can make this go my way. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we both agree though this Friends episode was, was better. Yeah. It was a very good Friends episode. Yeah. Um, I got kind of emotional watching. I didn't quite... I didn't quite cry. I got a little misty. Yeah. Um, it didn't um, It didn't make me actually tear up like the 10 sessions, three-minute date did, which I know you didn't find as charming as I do, I but did. I find that so, I did. I so like charming. Yeah. Um, but uh, all right, well, let's catch up on our correspondence. Good one. <laughs> it was yours. I know. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're saying that about yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, good one. Good one, Natalie. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I I should be in the in the habit of um, pulling it up, uh, pulling pulling it, not putting it in, not putting but, it but in, pulling it up v- beforehand. So uh, we got some tweets. Um, uh, which were um, I think almost entirely from from Steph. All right, Steph. Our, our listener Steph. I'm trying to go back uh, to. Uh, yeah, that's so. That Jackson's is from last week. We already talked about Jackson's. So, um, um, so <laughs> Steph says, I'm trying to remember what this is about. Um, but she said, whenever I see a mustache on TV, I assume it's fake because we were talking about mustaches. There was, there was, there was a couple weeks ago that was like the similarity between the two things was that, like, right. um, uh, Richard had shaved his mustache, yes. and then like Ted grew a mustache. Yes, uh, she said that she thinks they're all fake. Yeah, um, she said she likes that the gang um, call out Barney for being a monster, but also participate in all his icky stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's a reference to the bracket, you know. Yes, because um, they just had to get drunk enough to. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Steph was really just like catching up on everything that we talked about, and this I found interesting because Steph is from Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. So is Monica, or so is uh, Courtney Cox. Ah. So when we were talking about how you and I both say coupon, but Monica said coupon, coupon. Steph was like, I say coupon, maybe it's a southern thing. Oh, it's a regional. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, again, uh, we were talking about how dark does it get on the in an eastern time zone in the winter. She says about 6 p.m. So that, that is my memory. Not that I ever lived. I lived in central time. And my I've been on Pacific time so long that I forget. Mm-hmm. But I, my memory is that it didn't use it doesn't get dark as early because here in the winter time it is dark before 5 p.m mm-hmm. and I d- that's my memory is it wasn't like that yeah. the further you go east so i yeah. guess stuff conser- uh, uh, confirms that it gets darker later than it does but it wouldn't be dark at 4 30 when they're waiting. that's what I'm, yes, yeah so, yeah, okay. so as she's saying it so would not be dark at 4 30 okay. um but maybe that's a, a, a case of obviously friends is made in Los Angeles and written in Los Angeles, maybe those people like me have been out here so long they forget that it doesn't get dark that early. Yeah. Kind of like you ever hear? I've seen people like point this out on Twitter. 
sometimes you'll be watching a TV show or a movie, usually a TV show that doesn't take place in Los Angeles, but someone will refer to the local freeway as the whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, because people have forgotten that's a Los Angeles thing. You know, where I grew up, you took, you know, 40 or 44. It wasn't the 40 or the 44. Whereas here, if I said, oh, I took 101 to Camarillo, you'd be like, that that sounds weird. It's the 101. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the writers do such a good job of making it seem New York. Like, they do their research in other ways. Like, we get, like, Zabar's, um, like, yeah, yeah. grocery bags. And, yeah. like, I feel like they and, do... Uh, Courtney or Monica's Nick's hat. They the, reference, yeah. you know, streets and... Um, yeah. I don't know. I think this was just an oversight. Yeah. But I think thanks, Steph. Go ahead. I just said thanks, Steph. Oh, yeah. There's one more, actually. But I think it's oh. it's easier... Um, for writers in Los Angeles to get New York closer to write because New York is like so in the public consciousness. Yeah. You know, I remember, remember, remember going both ways when you and I were watching Superstore, which takes place in St. Louis, where I'm from. I would be like very happy when they got something right, mm-hmm. but also very annoyed when they got something wrong. Yeah. You know, I remember once there was a reference to like uh, Sh- uh, Sharky's receipt, and it's like, there's not, there's not Sharky's in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Stephanie also says, as any, any normal person would, um, one entree per person from a Chinese place. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the last uh, one that's... Oh, and Stephanie again. Uh, it was very... Uh, uh, she's a big fan of Sandcastles in the Sand. You and I were a little sour on it. Yeah. But uh, she was very excited for us to get to Sandcastles in mean, the Sand. I mean, it was fun. As I was watching it, it was it was a fun watch. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all the correspondence. It was very just Steph this, Thanks, Steph. this time. So call to action for, what do we call the uh, the gang? Uh, yeah, or if we're being condescending. Kids. Kids. <laughs> kids. Gang. Uh, still let us know your takeout orders. How many entrees is appropriate. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I guess I want to know, I mean, like I said, you don't have to pick sides, but uh, was Ross wrong for sleeping with Chloe, or was he only wrong for trying to cover it up? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what you think about that. But um, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's a segment called, How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was going on in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So, um, yeah, season three, episode... 16 of Friends, the one with the morning after, aired on Thursday, February 20th, 1997. Uh, Not a lot happened in the world that day. San Francisco Giants' Barry Bonds uh, signed a two-year contract extension uh, with with the the Giants. This is uh, pre-steroid controversy, Barry Bonds. Uh, Top five songs in the U.S. Sorry to rush through this, guys, but we actually do have to, like, be somewhere this... Stuff going on in our lives made this... We had to pause in, in the middle of the episode, so we're kind of, like, behind now. Top five songs in the U.S. En Vogue's Don't Let Go, Love. Uh, number four, R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly. Number three, Puff Daddy's Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. Number two, Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. And at number one, The Spice Girls' Wannabe. Not a, still not a good song. It's a great song. Um, season three, episode 16 of How I Met Your Mother which is called Sandcastles in the Sand, aired on Monday, April 21st, 2008. Um, And I looked at something here. Uh, Rioting breaks out in Montreal after the Montreal Canadiens of the NHL win their first-round playoff series against the Boston Bruins. Several police cars are torched, but there are no reports of any serious injuries. So Montreal Canadiens fans rioted after their team won... A first round (laughs) playoff. I I looked it up. Like they had missed the team had missed the playoff the year before. Um, The year before that was also like a first round exit. So this is the first. This is the first first round the team had won in in years. But it still doesn't excuse it. They also there was the only round they won that year. They went on to uh, uh, lose the second round to the Philadelphia Flyers four games to one. I also looked up this past spring the Canadians missed the playoffs. Which means next spring, if the Canadians make the playoffs and win their first round, watch out downtown Montreal. (laughs) 
<laughs> the fans are going to riot. And that was Hockey Talk with Davey. <laughs> and, uh, top five songs in the U.S. that day. At number five, Mariah Carey's Touched My Body. And number four, Usher's Love in This Club. And number three, Jordan Sparks' No Air. No. Okay. Yeah, we were just like so yeah. blind at this era. Yeah. Uh, at number three, Lil Wayne's Lollipop. And at number one, Leona Lewis's Keep Bleeding, Keep, Keep Bleeding Love. I would say... Oh, as, it's Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown. You already said that? Um, no, I didn't. It was a duet. No air? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm happy as long as on both top five lists, you know, the 90s one and the 2000s one, as long as there's one song that I like enough that I will sing it. Yeah. Then, then I feel like we're okay. Then we're okay. Yeah. Final segment is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on the show, armed only with the knowledge of the episode titles. But first, we have to see how we did last week. Okay. I said, um, Ross, oh man, I might actually get this. It's only part of the episode, but it does happen. Ross flails about desperately in ongoing attempts to keep Rachel from finding out that he put some ink in Chloe's copier. Mm-hmm. I got it. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's only one segment of the episode, but I think I got it, yeah, which got means it. I'm ahead, too, now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to stay ahead, too, because you said Barney flashes back to his happy childhood memory of building sand castles. Where else? In the sand. Yeah. No Barney flashbacks here. No Barney flashbacks. Uh, he's like the it only... It was like, a flashback. But what's you kinda, that? It was a flashback, but you fed it to me. Um, and it was kind of obvious. And also, as I've said before, predicting that there's going to be a flashback and how many other yeah. episode is a and the naming a, easy, concept for these two shows puts me at such a disadvantage. Look, you're already like mounting your defense, yeah, <laughs> your excuse. So, um, do you want to vamp real quick? Buttermilk brined half chicken, cheese, spinach, and kale egg bites. Mango. Okay, sorry. Uh, season three, episode seventeen of Friends is called "The One Without the Ski Trip." Okay. The one without the ski trip. Um. I am going to say that the one without the ski trip. I'm going to say one of the, and I think because I'm probably like thinking in How I Met Your Mother and like Barney and Ted mode, but I think I'm thinking about the single guys, you know, Joey and Chandler. Because I think we've had a couple of heavy episodes in a row. I think we're... We need some reprieve. I think it's going to be a switch where, like, the Ross and Rachel thing is going to be the B plot. We're going to have, like, a light A plot. Yeah. So my guess is that I have to say either Joey or Chandler. I'm going to say Joey. Um, uh, Joey tries and fails to get himself invited along on a ski trip of a girl... That he's trying to bank. Okay. So, uh, uh, I'm going to say, despite his efforts, Joey is unable to, uh, plow a ski bunny. Oh. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that yeah. in the interest of time. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, season three, episode 17 of How I Met Your Mother is called The Goat. Okay. Okay. Um, so, is this an early greatest of all time reference? I don't think we. I don't know if we were saying that yeah. that widely back okay. in two thousand seven. Okay, so the goat. Um, who has a goat? Does someone have a goat? Who would have a goat? Okay, I would think maybe um, Marshall had a goat growing up. That would make sense. Okay. Um, and then is something insensitive going to happen where they eat goat? Do they eat goat? Um, I can't see these characters eating goat. 
Okay. So they're not adventurous? Yeah, they're lily white. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's going to be a flashback to childhood with the goat. And you're saying marshals. Do I have to say? I think that was the rule we established. Like, I had to... Like, what if I'm right, except it was Chandler instead of Joey? I don't get it. I don't get the point. All right. Because I feel like that was the rule we established. We have to pick a character. Okay. Or or multiple characters. So, Marshall is going to flashback to childhood with a goat friend. We flashback to the greatest of all memories (laughs) of... Marshall's goat. Okay, we did it. We are up against it. We have to get out of here. Um, you can find this podcast wherever you found it. Thank you for finding it. You can uh, find uh, also post for every episode of BattleshipPretension.com where you can comment. You can also tweet me, like Steph did, yeah. at Davy Pretension. Yeah. You can also email us yeah. at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Please do. You'll get a um, shout out. If you want one. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't want one, then tell us because we're going to say it. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, all my other movie reviews and, and, and stuff are up at battleshipretention.com. Uh, Natalie, will you remind the, the listeners, the gang, the kids, um, where you want them to find you on the internet? I don't. However, if you like this episode, you should rate, you should review, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers, uh, give us five stars, write to us, email us. Um, we want to know you're listening and, um, yeah, that only helps people find us helps with the algorithm until next time see you at splish splash water park outside of ottawa